Good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday, April 22nd, and today is Earth Day. So get outside and enjoy our beautiful weather today on this happy, happy Earth Day. I have a silly poem and a classic story for you. Just a reminder, I'm looking for more book talks for tomorrow's Thursday book talk. And if I don't have quite enough, I might save them for a week. But for a book talk, you can record it and send it to me in an email or on anchor.fm. Tell me the name and the author of a book you're reading and enjoying and um, a little bit about why you love it. But don't spoil the ending, okay? All right, let's get to some stories. Our poem today comes from the book I'm Just No Good at Rhyming and Other Nonsense for Mischievous Kids and Immature Grown-Ups by Chris Harris. And it is something that we are dealing with at our house. Kids, do you ever stop eating? Because the kids at my house never stop eating, and this poem is for them. It is called My Dessert Tummy. I don't mean to wow, I don't mean to flummox, but just like a cow, I too have four stomachs. One. My veggie fruit tummy. It isn't so big. A twig or a fig or one broccoli sprig will make me feel full and fat as a pig. Two. My meat, milk, and bread tummy's easy to cram with ham or edam or a PB and jam. Then ask if I'm full and I'll tell you, I am. Three. My salty snack tummy just hasn't felt right since the night that I might have had every last bite of a pound bag of chips. Did it stay down? Not quite. Four. But my dessert tummy, oh my dessert tummy, it's like a vast cavern for everything yummy. A mammoth cave network for all that's not crummy with alcoves for licorice, crannies for cake, chambers for cherry pie and shaftways of shake, tunnels for taffy and honey nut havens, nooks for all cookies near rock candy cavens, fissures for fudge next to crueler crevices, corridors coated with homemade molasses, burrows for bunnies, both solid and hollowed, grottos for gum, which I shouldn't have swallowed, Potholes for pralines, peppermint pits, crawlways and hallways for banana splits, cracker jack cul-de-sacs, rooms for sweet rolls, starlights, stalagmites, and yes, donut holes, and plenty more niches for all things delicious in my dessert tummy. Oh, my dessert tummy. It's so vast and spacious and always voracious in my dessert tummy. Oh, my dessert tummy. An all-candy diet would not satisfy it. Not my dessert tummy. Oh, my dessert tummy. Down at the bottom of the poem in little print it says, And that is why, mother, I truly not able to take one more bite of this steamed vegetable. But after you've thrown out what's here on my plate, an ice cream sundae or two would be just great. We are going with a classic story today, The Three Bears. This version is by Paul Galdoni. 
Once upon a time, there were three bears who lived together in a house of their own in the woods. One of them was a little wee bear. One was a medium-sized bear, and the other was a great big bear. They each had a bowl for their porridge. The little wee bear had a little wee bowl. The medium-sized bear had a medium-sized bowl, and the great big bear had a great big bowl. They each had a chair to sit in. The little wee bear had a little wee chair. The medium-sized bear had a medium-sized chair. And the great big bear had a great big chair. They each had a bed to sleep in. The little wee bear had a little wee bed. The medium-sized bear had a medium-sized bed. And the great big bear had a great big bed. One morning, the three bears made porridge for breakfast and poured it into their bowls, but it was too hot to eat. So they decided to go for a walk in the woods until it cooled. While the three bears were walking, a little girl named Goldilocks came to their house. First, she looked in at the window. Then she peeked through the keyhole. Then, of course, there was nobody inside. Goldilocks turned the handle of the door. The door was not locked because the three bears were trusting bears. They did no one any harm and never thought anyone would harm them. So Goldilocks opened the door and went right in. And there was porridge on the table and it smelled very, very good. Goldilocks didn't stop to think whose porridge it was. She went straight in. First, she tasted the porridge of the great big bear, but it was too hot. Then she tasted the porridge of the medium-sized bear, but it was too cold. Then she tasted the porridge of the little wee bear, and it was neither too hot nor too cold, but just right. Goldilocks liked it so much that she ate it all up. Then Goldilocks went into the parlor to see what else she could find. There were three chairs. First, she sat down in the chair of the great big bear, but it was too hard. Then she sat down in the chair of the medium-sized bear, but it was too soft. Then she sat down in the chair of the little wee bear. It was neither too hard nor too soft, but just right. Goldilocks liked it so much that she rocked and rocked, and the bottom of the chair fell out. Down she went, plump, onto the floor. Goldilocks went into the bedroom where the three bears slept. First she lay down upon the bed of the great big bear. It was too high at the head for her. Then she lay down on the bed of the medium-sized bear, but it was too high at the foot for her. Then she lay down on the bed of the little wee bear. It was neither too high at the head nor too high at the foot, but just right. Goldilocks liked it so much that she covered herself up and fell fast asleep. By this time, the three bears thought their porridge would be cool enough, so they came home for breakfast. Goldilocks had left a spoon in the great big bear in his porridge bowl, and he noticed it first thing. Somebody has been tasting my porridge! 
said the great big bear in his great big voice. Goldilocks had left the spoon in the medium-sized bear in her porridge bowl as two. Somebody has been tasting my porridge, said the medium-sized bear in her medium-sized voice. Then the wee little bear looked at his bowl. Somebody has been tasting my porridge and has eaten it all up, cried the little wee bear in his little wee voice. The three bears went into the parlor. Goldilocks had left the cushion crooked on the chair of the great big bear, and he noticed it first thing. Somebody has been sitting in my chair, said the great big bear in his great big voice. Goldilocks had squashed down the cushion of the chair in the medium-sized bear. Somebody has been sitting in my chair, said the medium-sized bear in her medium-sized voice. Then the little wee bear looked at his chair. Somebody has been sitting in my chair and has sat right through it, cried the little wee bear in his little wee voice. Well, the three bears went into the bedroom. Goldilocks had pulled the pillow of the great big bear out of place and he noticed it first thing. Somebody has been lying in my bed, said the great big bear in his great big voice. Goldilocks had pulled the blanket out of the medium-sized bear out of place. Somebody has been lying in my bed, said the medium-sized bear in her medium-sized voice. And the little wee bear looked in his bed. Somebody's been lying in my bed, and here she is, cried the little wee bear in his little wee voice. This woke Goldilocks up at once. There were the three bears staring at her. Goldilocks was so frightened that she tumbled out of bed, ran to the open window, and out she jumped. And she ran away as fast as she could, never looking behind her. No one knows what happened to Goldilocks after that. But as for the three bears, they never saw her again.